uh, we will allow you guys to call in and ask a few questions. So for those who are just now listening on the podcast, this is the Brother Ben X podcast with featuring uh, Brother 19 Keys. We're going to be going over the science and secrets of the 19 code and the history of Brother 19 Keys. So let's check out this clip by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. What is so deep about this number 19? Why are we standing on the Capitol steps today? That number 19, when you have a nine, you have a womb that is pregnant. And when you have a one standing by the nine, it means that there's something secret that has to be unfolded. Right here on this mall where we are standing, According to books written on Washington, D.C., slaves used to be brought right here on this mall in chains to be sold up and down the eastern seaboard. Right along this mall, going over to the White House, our fathers were sold. All right, so I can tell that he kind of went into a little bit more detail uh, but brother 19 keys, man, welcome to the brother Ben X podcast. Let the brothers and sisters know, uh, who you are, man. Blessings. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I've heard about this podcast all over the world, man. I've heard about it in my own comments sometimes in my own life sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I go by 19 keys. My full name is Jabril Fahad Muhammad. Um, I'm from Oakland, California. You know, uh, I'm what you call a, a, a nation baby. I was born into the nation of Islam. Um, my family are Muslims. Uh, my immediate family, that is. Um, and uh, I'm a lifelong st- a student, you know, and, and, and truth seeker. And I'm an entrepreneur, thought leader, um, uh, a shifter. That's short for paradigm shift is the group. I mean, with the good brother, Brother Ben, as we travel the world and shift the mindsets of the people and deliver solutions and upgrade their consciousness to a higher level. Um, but about these 19 keys, I've been on a very powerful observation journey. And my first observation of the number 19 comes from uh, Masterful Art of Muhammad. And there is a famous quote that talks about there being 17 million original people and 2 million Indians. And he said that represents the 19 million rusty locks. And there's 19 million well-oiled keys to unlock those minds. And so when you have to understand language, and even when you interpret language and you're talking about those locks, there's even what they call bondas that represents energetic locks on the body that control the, the, the locks of a person's uh, um, chambers of consciousness. You know, and you talk about them well-oiled keys, that could be very well said to even um, decalcifying that pineal gland. And that key can be thought of as energy. It could be thought of as chi. You understand me? That necessary energy in order to, to produce light in the consciousness of a mind so it can never be oppressed again, but can more so vibrate into that higher God consciousness. And that was the frequency that Masquerade Muhammad provided to the dead black man was to give him that vibration of life. And so I take on the moniker of 19 Keys as a lifelong truth seeker 
uh, in the rhythmic pattern and observation of the number 19 and unlocking those keys to help unlock those 19 million. But that 19 million does not just represent a finite number because the number 19 is the smallest number that represents all numbers. Between the one through nine, you have all numbers. So when I think about the number 19, to me, that represents all black people in the world. So as you were coming up in those teachings, um, why do you think you specifically um, gravitated to that particular part of the teachings with the 19? You know, that's a very interesting question because it, it, it almost like it gravitated towards me. Like it, it was it was because it's not too many things that, you know, you find a lot of information, but sometimes information just impression in you deep and it hits you and it, it, you feel connected to it. And that's how I was with the number 19. I felt compelled to go on the journey to interpret, understand and observe more. Um, I felt like during that moment and even interpreting that quote, I felt like that's where I found a calling and a purpose. Like, oh, that's my goal is to be the 19 keys. And growing up in the hood, you know, in the neighborhood, you had cats who jumped off the porch. And, you know, growing up, even when I was in the streets, I was still a Muslim. So I still try to tell cats what were the right things to do. But I would be that 1% in a reality and the rest would be their environment. So I would key in their reality to try to unlock their mind. But then I'm empathetic to knowing that it's a lot of people that don't have any keys in their life. You understand me? So my goal was to become the 19 keys for the world. Wow. Somebody said uh, it's funny that we're talking about the number 19 because their battery life is on 19%. (laughs) 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 Their battery life is on 19%. So uh, you have, you talked about being in the streets. I want you to kind of go into that, how you got into that path, because I think that is a part of your attraction to a lot of people that's in the uh, in, in the streets, you know, of course, uh, you wear suits as well and things of that nature. But you got a certain swag that lets people know that you can also relate to the streets. And I think that's a power. And it and also reminds me of my brother Winfred, who you met as well. He did 15 years in prison. And when he talks, the streets can understand him where they may not be able to understand somebody who never lived their lifestyle or been around their lifestyle. So kind of going to that background and kind of what was going through your mind, knowing that you had the teachings and it was, you know, that's the teacher. But then you was also in the streets as well. So talk about, you know, that time period. Yeah, you know, growing up in Oakland, California, um, I would say the climate out there was 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 kind of like the Muslims were. They was kind of like gangster Muslims, if you will. You know, brothers were savages. I'm just saying it like that. <laughs> and so, it, 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 although we grew up in a very militant structure, that my mom was more so in the mosque, and my dad was at your black Muslim bakery at the time. So we got to see a duality of two worlds. But when we left. Those Muslim structures, we went to the hood. We was in 24th Street. You understand me? In Oakland, California, and then growing up in St. Louis. These were two, like, very, you know, dangerous settings growing up there. So as a young child, you know, you have a duality. When you go home, yes, you're fed the teachers of Unbelaged Muhammad, but then they never told us to stay away from the streets and tried to shield us to be like, no, you can't go outside. So going outside, you definitely become influenced by your environment. Mm. And, then, you know, as you grow um, and, and, and you grow up in neighborhoods, yes, we were different because we was the Muslim children. You understand me? We, we always stood out. But then that got us into more fights because it was like we wasn't the Muslim children that you go crack some bean pie jokes on. 
we was the Muslim children that would crack your head for the bean pie jokes. <laughs> so growing up with an older brother, my older brother showed an example of what it meant to be like really tough and hold his own and be against him. And my father always sent him as an ultimate leisure of masculinity that I could study. And, 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 and they both had their own reputations and I was never, and we was always taught to hold our own, to be soldiers, but being soldiers was also being warriors and, and, and being gangster, if you will, in a certain sense, but never into the just super negative, but just more so that, yeah, you get caught up in that climate. So, you know, so drugs, you know, robbed, you know, caught cases, uh, um, been in, you know, particular gangs and things of that nature. And it was at the same time, I was, I, I, and, I, and I look at it in hindsight, I'm glad that I went through it because without it, I wouldn't have been able to wear so many crowns. You understand me? That relatability definitely wouldn't have been there. Um, but yeah, when you jump off that porch and, you know, it was a time where my father wasn't always around and, you know, we growing up in the streets and we just fend for self and we getting our own money because, my mother didn't have the ability financially to sustain us at that particular point in time. So that's where you fall off into the hustling to where not nah, you want to be a man that brings something back to the crib. You understand me? And so that was so more so my mindset that I'm going to go on my own. I always had that mentality. So as I got into hustling, which was kind of a lifelong thing, whether it was shoveling snow or selling weed or whatever else that I was doing, you know, you fall into that off end in the streets. You're smoking, you're drinking, you're going out, you're doing everything. You're fighting, you're getting into shootouts. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that transpire. And plus, although I've seen the duality of both sides of um, two different types of Muslims in the nation at that time, I remember growing up, because we, we went to, up until about sixth grade, we went to uh, private school. And it was all Muslim schools. You know what I mean? So there was a Muslim school called Elijah's Educational Center in Oakland. And then we went to Muhammad Academy uh, in St. Louis. So Elijah's Educational Center in Oakland was ran by your black Muslim bakery and owned by Dr. Bayon in Oakland. Muhammad Academy was run by Brother Ibrahim, which was Nation of Islam. Right. So we end up going to both of those schools now. To that school, I learned more than I ever would. because That school just followed the curriculum of the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yeah, I mean, so I'm glad that we had that stable foundation going to that school because I remember everything that I was taught there and they didn't hold you back. They propelled you based upon where your intellect was. And just to that point, though, it, it, I, I don't think my really savage years really started until I shifted over to public school. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know I mean? and I think that's more so the influence that came about. You know, uh, wanting to uh, fit in in some sort of direction and, and, and finding footing, especially being the only Muslim, black Muslim that I've known going into any of those schools for a very long time. But we grew up in dangerous environments. So as well, it was just more so adapt. You know, it's like you, 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 you don't want to get beat up in the hallways. You understand me? Cats, we walk outside. First time I ever seen somebody get shot was right there in front of my school. You understand? We went to a very dangerous environment when I was in Oakland and when I was in St. Louis, it was very dangerous. So it didn't really allow that. Oh, we're going to be Zen, peaceful Muslims. Yeah, you know I mean, and no, it was like, it, you know, I'm Muslim, but I'm, I'm a God, which means don't play with me. Like we, we, we always took it in a different direction. Um, but I'm glad that my mother was in the nation because that gave us the balance to to see the other side and see the difference. And I didn't really know that it was that different 
until you know you 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 know we're growing up in a, the nation you you do your drilling you, you go to the Sundays you meet with the brothers but I remember getting into certain situations and they didn't want to handle it like we would think about handling it. Like we'd think about going to the extreme, like, nah, bro, we about to get on top of that helmet. And they're like, nah, brother, we're going to be more diplomatic with this. And then I was like, oh, I realized that we kind of grew up in extreme environments. <laughs> so like, uh, our way of dealing with things wasn't the norm on even how Muslims dealt with things. So I don't think we would ever, quote unquote, your normal variety of Muslims in any capacity um, just because of the, the duality of environments that we grew up in. And I think that's why, you know, um, uh, uh, I gravitated to so many different schools of knowledge and information because I went through that questioning phase growing up as a nation, baby. At some point in time, you go to those rebellious years. And as you start to go up into becoming an adult yourself and a teenager, you start thinking like, wait a minute, am I thinking for self or am I thinking through indoctrination? And so you start to question everything. You, know, you want to question Honorable Elijah Muhammad. You want to question Maswar Muhammad. You want to question Minister Farrakhan. You want to make sure that this foundation that you grew up in is solid enough to stand, you know, that, 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 that test that you're going to go through. So you start diving into other books and information. And as I did that, all of it, all it did was bring it back to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad to let me know how superior his knowledge was. Because at the time, it wasn't that we was not the ever the type of Muslims that weren't into like the studying and the lessons and knowing everything about everything. Like we wasn't just your pass by. We just say we Muslims. Like we really know the teachings. So therefore, when I studied other things, it reinforced what I already knew. But it allowed me to see. I would I would say kind of like you know they say the uh, the Maswad Muhammad father taught him from different books. So it's kind of like you start to see root knowledge. And you're like, oh, I see how this thing comes together because I've never met a knowledge, regardless of what, wherever you go to, I've never met a knowledge that was superior than what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught. You know, and so I know a lot of people don't dive into Master Muhammad because they don't understand it, really. A lot of people say they understand it, but never study. And I used to always think, like, what is the root of the messenger? And that's what got me looking into and learning more about him. And, and, and finding that quote, and I just felt like I was going on a journey of discovering not only myself, but the truth. And finding that truth, I felt like I found a piece of myself. Hmm. Let me ask you this. I had a thought one time, and I said, uh, we are taught that opposites attract. So when we're going out with the final call, or we meet our people, we suited and booted because they usually wonder, man, who them brothers is right there, man. They 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 find that you you find that they have a, a certain respect for you when you dress opposite, or you coming in a certain way with confidence. Like one time, I walked up on a brother, uh, I forgot it was in Langston somewhere, and they was like, bro, I, I'm surprised that you just walked us walked up on us like that. And I was just like, hey, man, you know, I'm finna, I'm sending the final call newspaper, so. Knowing that opposites attract, I said to my mom one time, I said, uh, I was attracted to the nation because I wasn't born this way. You know, I came up mm. Baptist. I came up, you know, uh, going to church probably every Easter, something like that. So I didn't know nothing about I'm, I'm God. What you mean I'm God? How, how does that happen? And so if opposites attract, I said one time, I said, well, maybe is that the same for people who born in the, in the nation? The opposite is attracting, the world is attracting them, like the nation attracted me when I didn't have these teachings. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that that theory is true, that a nation baby will be attracted to 
the world more easier? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, and, and I would say that it, it's normal because, you know, the, a human being is curious to see what lies beyond your own borders that you've put up for yourself. Right. Because you're told to isolate yourself from non-believers, you know, so once you go out in the world, you're like, no, nah, I kind of want to see what that experience like. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what is what it's like to be able to walk outside and, and be with a girl and talk to her and be on a date with her and things of that nature? What is it like to go smoke my weed and, and, and drink and kick it with the homies? Like, you know, there's there's as you young, the self-accusing spirit don't kick in the same way it does an adult. A young person like, man, I'm just living. I ain't, I ain't being evil or nothing. Like, I, I'm going to dabble a little bit. You know what I mean? Especially if that's your environment. Like, your environment is stronger than nature. So you have to be in a consistent divine reminder for you not to assimilate to some of the things in your environment. Naturally, you want to be cool. You don't want to be the brother that's always preaching to your friends. They're saying, y'all shouldn't be doing this. Y'all shouldn't be doing that. The humble Muhammad said this, 13 years old. they like, man, if you don't get out. <laughs> you know, they want to crack them jokes. But, but. It, it, it definitely is. And I think what happens to a lot of nation babies is that they lose that shock, that the value, that shock value that the teachings give you. You understand me? And you become used to this knowledge as if it's not as powerful. Mm. So I never re- I've never had that. You understand me? I always kept and maintained that these teachings was powerful as hell. I never thought, like, oh, they ain't that powerful no more. No, I just because I would go deeper and deeper into them. And I would interpret them deeper as I got along. So certain things will understand something different as I got along. It didn't mean the same thing it did when I was younger. And a lot of people stay in that that that, that base phase. Like, oh, the way they learned it when they were six years old, they still thinking about it the same way when they're 20. You understand me? Because they, they're looking at it not from a deeper interpretation. And so as I connected deeper and the more I learned about physics and science and mathematics, I was like, oh, these teachers actually go deeper the more you learn. You understand me? And so if you go into them like that and really finding that root meaning, that means that you start to transform into that type of mind that can think like Elijah. Like like when you talk about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan taking on the mind of Elijah Muhammad, that's because he goes deeper and deeper. And when he talks about like, yo, I remember when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told this to me but years later he found a deeper meaning right and that's how you're supposed to do with the teachings a lot of people they think like oh i'm a muslim i didn't been as deep as i can but never went into theology of time mm. the reason that he created that series before he left because even it to me it showed that even he was learning more of the teachings than when it was coming out the 30s and 40s because you have to remember if you a man that was just taught by another man that just gives you this knowledge, a lot of what you're doing could be verbatim, right? You could be like, I'm giving the people what I was given. But then over time, you start to interpret and understand because now you're in a leadership role, in a position, in an experience. And then that knowledge starts to interpret into wisdom. And then you start to go into a higher frequency of thinking. And then that leads ultimately to the theology of time. So the timeline between the the message to the black man in theology of time, you're seeing the growth of the messenger into his full role. Wow. So how, how does your, uh, your Muslim upbringing, how do you think that has been beneficial for you um, in your now adulthood and give examples? 
if I wasn't a Muslim, I'd probably be dead in jail. Uh, I'd do some drugs. I, I don't know what I'd be. But, you know, ain't, ain't no telling. I also might just be uh, a, a, a rapper or something out here with, you know what I mean, going platinum with a bunch of hoes in the video. I could tell you. But I know I would not have a strong foundation as I had. To The one of the most single things that I believe shaped my mind so powerful is the fact that my parents told me that I was a god. That, that, that when you hear it, it's an affirmation, if you will, to say that the, uh, the original man is the Asiatic black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, the God of the universe. Like you really carry that with you. And growing up in Muslim schools, we had to say that every single day. We had to recite our general orders every single day. The actual facts were homework. You understand me? Student lessons, student enrollment, some lessons. All of that was like homework. That's what we like grew up in. And we used to drill every single day, all year long. We didn't have summer school. We had to drill in the hot sun. And so that was all the way up until sixth grade every single year. And so being having that discipline, for one, to being able to control yourself in environments, and then growing up with other men that were soldiers. Like, I grew up around, like, the FOI grew up around, they, they definitely had their faults, but they showed me what it was like to be a soldier, like a killer that would be ready to die for Islam and die for the orders that they were ready, they, that they were given. So I remember going to FOI class. And when we go to FOI class, I never knew anything about New York consciousness and the conscious community. To me, the Muslims was the most higher consciousness because they went into spirituality. They went into chi. They went into meditation. They went into, now I, I'm going to say these brothers back in the day, they had gun training and things of that nature. So <laughs> You know, they, they went into like the full scope. So I didn't even know how irregular that was to be in such an environment. When we went out on Saturdays, it would be um, a line of young black men, like suits and bow ties. And we had drill in every hood, you understand me, in Oakland. And sometimes we would go um, to San Francisco and Vallejo and we would hop out at uh, malls and movie theaters, you understand me? And we'd be sitting there drilling. Left feet, right feet. How you feel? Fine, sir. In the middle of a mall. Today, that'll go viral. If they seen a motorcade of black men, I'm talking about fine vehicles too, SUVs, Mercedes Benzes, you understand me? Flowing through Oakland and, 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 and hopping out and doing that, it showed like the people in that neighborhood, it attracted them like, yo, who is these brothers? You know what I mean? And even the gangsters, they never came and messed with the Muslims. So I never got, I never grew up in that so-called kufi smacking era. You know what I mean? Muslims were were feared if you and respected by the community because if a sister had an issue, she can call the Muslim brothers. Oh, this brother didn't rape me. This brother didn't did so and so. Bro, you got about ten brothers at your door. You understand me? If I had a problem, I felt so much security being a part of the FOI. Unless you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, because you can always just call the FOI and be like, "Yo, fruit." We did militant. We, we used to run drills to make sure that everybody was ready during that. And sometimes you would do like uh, uh, not a false alarm, but just a check. So you would do a fruit call to see how fast the FOI would respond to that particular call. And then he'd be like, all right, brother, that was a good one. But the, the point of it, regardless if it was real or if it was a test, you have to respond the same way and be prepared. So growing up, I grew up in a very militant, strategic higher consciousness developed environment, but I also seen black men like business. They had schools, an EM health service. They had um, um, 
um, restaurants and security uh, contracts all throughout that um, all throughout um, the Bay Area. And, you know, Dr. Bay at the time was running for mayor and a bunch of other different things. And so I remember even Mother Tarnetta used to come to the bakery because one of her daughters was married to Dr. Bay and, you know, Sister Medea. And so I remember that environment so vividly. And so growing up as a Muslim, that discipline, I, I, it worked for me in every single situation. When I was in an interrogation room, when there was times that I felt like I was going to die from being in dangerous environments, having that discipline of, or having that confidence of one, that I'm a God, or what would Master Muhammad do, or, you know, what, understanding the world to where you're never, ever surprised by anything that happens because you understand the nature of this beast. And that, to me, gave me like a, 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 a third eye of interpreting everything that was around me, it gave meaning to it. And so I think that's why I've probably been through a lot more things that I would care to mention ever in life, but I never went and, and carried those on my sleeve. You know what I mean? The teachings allowed them to roll off because it was about developing in that pressure and becoming that black God because that's what we were made for. So I think that's a, a, a great history. Uh, right there for you guys to understand Brother 19 Keys and where he comes from. So at this point, I want to get into the number 19 and uh, the code. When you first got into the number 19, what is the first thing that kind of was an eye-opener for you about the number 19? What was that first thing where you was like, oh, my God, man, I can't believe it's the number 19 going to that? I would say... It, it, it because when I first started studying, I was trying to understand for one, why was I even a, a attracted to this number 19 so much? You know what I mean? Like, why does it really just resonate with me? It's a number. So I decided to start diving deep into it. And um, when there was a lot of Mother Tanetta's teachings, and I started to dive into the 10th system that she would break down and the 19 code. You know, but I didn't find it right away. Right. I found other synchronicities of the number 19. And what I found was the that clip you just played of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in 1995, which is 1995 times five. Um, and then October 16th and then six is just an upside down nine. You know what I'm talking about? And when you really look at that and he opened up one of the biggest gathering of black bodies on the, in the history of the planet, speaking about the number 19, it let me know that he found a monumental importance in this number. Like if, if I'm giving what arguably is the most important speech of my life to that date, if I'm the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, I'm preparing for a million people. What do I think about this number 19 to open it up in that manner? So I was like, whoa, that's powerful. And, and, and that really sparked a lot because it let me know how important that he thought the number was. Mm. And, and when you go into, and, and so much gets revealed over time, it's so beautiful going into this number because I started to write the book, 19 Keys. I started to dive into physics and, and sciences and philosophies and I've discovered so much to this date. But the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan never ceases to amaze me in his revelations of the number 19. Um, just a few savage days ago, he was talking about when he was 19. 
And when he first discovered the honor boy Elijah Muhammad was chosen by God and he had asked, um, why not me, basically? You know, he said, why didn't God choose him? And then he thought, I wasn't even born. And he said that's when he was 19 years old. Now, knowing the importance of the number 19, he told that story for a reason. And then later, you get just this past Savior's Day, you know, he talked about brothers should be reading that Quran. And 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 we we hear the mess, I mean, the minister, he a lot of times he talks about Jesus a lot. And a lot of people didn't understand the why he spoke about Jesus so much, right? And referenced the Bible. But this one, I noticed he opened it up like, y'all, it's time for that Quran. And I was like, okay, I started to smile because I, I started to think I knew where he was going with some of it. And he started to talk about him being sinless, right? But he said, I'm not sinless, I ain't committed sin, but basically his good has outweighed his sin to where it has no weight. And when you go to the Quran and it talks about uh, chapter uh, or, or surah 19, um, verse 19 talks about the birth of Jesus. And it talks about, you know, there was a messenger who, who produced a sinless child. And, and, and depending on the interpretation that you go with, but it talks about the birth of Jesus. Now, we know that 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 Jesus is talking about that Christ consciousness crystallizing. You understand me when you understand the crystallization process is something uh, of an organism having a mathematical structure, you understand me, on all levels. And it's a particular vibration. And now Mother Tanetta, she was one who spoke about the crystals and the crystal score that she got in Mexico. And she talked about different levels that the body and the mind can obtain. So I'm going to wrap a bunch of this around, right? So let's say today. Today we're dealing with they know it's 5G, right? And she talked about um, uh, um, uh, 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 someone that she studied with, Jose Arguelas. Um, he talked about the art of time. He was talking about how, you know, when we awake, that's that's 3D, right? We observe reality from a third dimension. And then say when we go to sleep, we dream, we have imagination, that's 4D. But then what's the next level? The next level would be five dimension. And the five dimension is more so accessing that telepathy, accessing that higher consciousness that god consciousness and tapping in and it was saying that you're going to need that level to deal with what's coming and now as we see a lot of people saying oh 5g go kill you is these frequencies all this radiation and seeing what's happening that you have to access higher levels of yourself to even be able to deal with the current world that we in like it's really time for that god mode so it's that 5d that overpowers and supersedes that 5g to where you're really in that super consciousness so I say that to say, you know, she talked about studying every week that she would read the Quran. And she said the reason that she would read it week to week, and I'm going to go verbatim through my translation and interpretation of it, was basically that every time you have to imagine that the Holy Quran is said to be written with a, a, a mathematical 19 code over it. Mm -hmm. Right. So they said uh, a 19 code that's written over the Holy Quran to where there's certain mathematical inputs that add up to a certain source versus things of the nature add up to the number 19. Hey, listen, family, if you want to learn how to build your own banking system, yes, I said it, build your own banking system. We have a wonderful course, over 30 lessons, 25 hours of content that also comes with a 268-page textbook. Yes, 
textbook that's going to teach you how to build your own private banking system with your family. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be rich in order to do it. Inside of this, go to privatebankingblueprint.com, privatebankingblueprint.com, and we're going to show you exactly how you can build your own private banking system for your family. Guess what? Say buy the credit. Say buy the debt. I'm going to show you how to do it with our private banking blueprint. See you there, privatebankingblueprint.com. And she said that as she read it, so you have to imagine that this is this is God's language. This is a mathematical language. This is the Quran. So if you read something every single day, that becomes your thought pattern, right? A pattern is a rhythm. A rhythm is a frequency. So she said that she would read it every week, and it basically starts to allow you to tap into that rhythm of the Quran. What is that? The, the rhythm of the Quran is that God frequency. So I imagine that thought process, and as I started to uncover more about the number 19 before I even got to her teachings, it was almost that my studying and going deep into it was basically giving me that same observation that she would possess in her speeches. I'm like, wow, that's the same thing I thought that it was supposed to show. You understand me? And so I started to think that this was a, a, a rhythmatic pattern of understanding when you really start to interpret mathematics. Honorable like Mama said, Islam is mathematics. And I think a lot of times when we hear certain quotes and things that we think that, you know, it sounds cool. I get it. You saying things add a one plus one equals two is logic. But he really meant that Islam is mathematics and you have to understand what mathematics are. And so for me, we can go deep into even in current day that we are in the 19th year uh, anniversary of 9-11. 9-11 was what started by 19 hijackers, Right. President Johnson commissioned the number 9-11, and it was 19 people on that particular board and commission. We even go to the freedom of black one, people. One second, one second, country. one second, one second. They saying it's an echo. Okay. Um, what about do, now? Do y'all still hear an echo? Somebody said that echo is dope. <laughs> no, man, we can't <laughs> have an echo. Okay, all right, so go ahead. They said, they said it's going now. Go ahead. All right, so President Johnson commissioned the number 911, uh, the 9-1-1 to come about, um, and that's what instituted the 911 era, you know what I mean, with the police. So we start to uncover, when we go to Juneteenth, June 19th, black people were told that their bodies were free, right? So the other clip part of that, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he talks about that there, the two Washington monuments, one representing the 16th president, the one representing the third. He said these two monuments are 19 feet high. You understand me? And he said, you put that 16 and that three, that's the number 19. And he said that basically our bodies were sold here. You understand me? And he was revealing and uncovering that secret of that number 19 and what it reveals. Now, even if we go to the Constitution, Section 1, Article 9, habeas corpus, deals with the body. It says that basically you have the right of somebody... Uh, uh, snatches up your body, you can go take your body in front of the court and possibly get bailed out or you get just due. Now, what they do with martial law today is they would get rid of habeas corpus, right? And, and meaning that you have like the government or the military can come and lock you up for any reason. You basically can be illegally locked up. You understand me? You don't have any more civil rights. They don't go to civil courts. So every time I dive into the number 19, it uncovers something, and now we're dealing with COVID-19, right? It deals with the immune system, and it deals with the body. And, and 
we can go into many different facets and it continues to uncover different truths and the frequency of truth. Now, for the Holy Quran, uh, I'm gonna give you the very short version of this story. But it was basically saying that there was an additional passage added into the Holy Quran that gave homage to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And by adding that addition, what they did is they messed up the frequency of the number 19s in the Quran. So they say, you know, the, the, the famous thing about the Quran is that it's the book that hasn't been tampered like the Bible. So when you add to, you know what I mean, or take from, then therefore now you poison in the truth. It becomes Islam. So after that, they said that what proceeded from that happening, and, and, and you look at the Islamic world, and it's divided between the Mohammedans, those who more so worship Prophet Muhammad, those who believe that they're the true believers, they just worship Allah. So even if you go to the first surah in the Holy Quran, it's what? The key. And that's supposed to be recited by all of the believers every single day. So you get into that rhythm of what it means to be a Muslim. And then number nine is the only um, surah in the Quran that doesn't start with um, Bismillah in the name of Allah. Yep, the hypocrites. The hypocrites. So the number 19 really reveals the, the believers and the disbelievers. Mm. Me. That's why that study guide number 19 was given the honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan introduction of it was explaining that number 19 and, 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 and why it was so important in separating the believers and the disbelievers. So and then you take that and then you go to Mariam, the woman, because the woman is the key, but the woman also represents the womb. The honorable Elijah Muhammad said that the 75 percent of the work is with the woman. You understand me? It's 75% of our mind is also subconscious. Mm. You understand? That feminine mind represents that subconscious mind because if you have to say something every day, what are you trying to do? You're trying to get that key to unlock that, that subconscious so that you don't become a Muslim just consciously. You understand me? When your subconscious is a disbeliever, that nine mind is a disbeliever. So it's not until that one and that nine come together, you understand me, that you really become a Muslim, that you're pregnant with that Christ consciousness like Mary was. You know what I'm talking about? Miriam. Now, brother, we about to get into it now. You're teaching now, boy. You're teaching. <laughs> so the war on Islam, let's go there, right? The war on Islam, you know, really was really sparked after 9-11, right? They, that's when they really ramped up that campaign. And the Muslim world was shooken up. Now, before there was the war on Islam, who was the face of terrorism? You had... White men were the face of terrorism, specifically uh, Timothy McVeigh, right? Um, and he did the Oklahoma bombing, right? So now he did that because he went to Waco incident, which was April 19th. And he was standing there. He's seen how the government went in there and they were supposed to have sovereignty on their land. And the government went over there and killed men, women and children. And he said he, he's looking at the government like, damn, that's messed up. So that traumatized him. So later on, he go do the Oklahoma bombing on April 19th, right? And so he actually had one of the fastest executions in history because they wanted to kill him before 9-11 started. So they killed him a few months ahead of schedule before 9-11. Now, what happened during that time is he killed 19 children in that bombing. And there was an article in the newspaper at that time, and it was painting him as a monster. Because they were saying not only he, grew, he, he destroyed the building, but he killed these 19 children. 
And he was like, well, yeah, I did. But what about those children in Iraq that you all go bomb? You understand me? He said, isn't that the same thing? Isn't these casualties of war, things of that nature? So America was at war with their own children. You understand me? Now, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talks about, I believe it was during a lecture series on the time and what must be done. He talked about the book Ice Age Inheritance with uh, Michael L. Bradley. And he talks about the Cronus Complex. And Michael L. Bradley was studying his own people and basically saying that uh, when he studied and he found that they, we grew up in cold climates and cave-like conditions, which doesn't allow us to have peace around anybody else. We want to conquer. You understand me? It, it puts them in that mode of never being peaceful and always in a conquering stage. So you also go back in time and the Greek philosophy talks about um, the war between the, the Titans and the Greek gods. The war between the old generation and the young generation. And it talks about the Cronus, the 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 Cronus complex. So Cronus is always shown as a white man with a beard, and he's also known as Father Time. And so the story goes that Cronus was fighting with his own children, right? The, the Titans would be the young generation of whites, and then the older generation, those Greek gods. And so when you go throughout time, you find for one, and this is one of their greatest coveted secrets, is that they don't get along with each other. If you notice, white people don't get along with each other. They are always at war with each other. You understand me? That's why there's Democrats, there's Republicans, there's Jews, there's 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 other American whites. There's the young versus the old. So you go to why was even school shooting started? School shootings came about because it was inspired by Timothy McVeigh. And so the Columbine shooting started because he said he was inspired by Timothy McVeigh. And so 1019 on the dot is when it registered that that shooting began. And that's when school shooting started in America. Wow. When you go throughout the history, the number 19 starts to really uncover what's happening in our reality. You understand me? And so as I go, I mean, you can even go to um, what was the uh, with Donald Trump. Right. And there was the Central Park Five that happened on. Guess what day? <laughs> April 19th. <laughs> <laughs> and we know Donald Trump was. He was one of those main components against those brothers at that time. You understand me? And, and, and that deal with these young black men. And, and, and if you even understood that. Bring your computer down just a little bit. The camera. There we go. If you understood that number 19, you already know that there was a truth to be uncovered there. That that wasn't the reality of how it happened. But then when you see who's connected to that. Right. Donald Trump is connected to that, them black bodies. And then later on, he becomes president of the United States. There's always something to be uncovered. So, I mean, I can go more and more and deeper and deeper into it, but it, it, it starts to show um, a pattern. And in that pattern, you can start recognizing certain frequencies and using that, but not just in uncovering information and seeing the underlying fabric, because even when you go into physics, they talk about there is a geometrical pattern of the number 19 and they go deep and they say that basically the fabric of reality is in a geometrical pattern. And that geometrical pattern is the same shape of that mathematical pattern 19. So the way I interpret it is that number 19 reveals that mathematical truth, that universal truth. So it's understanding that one through the nine. And Unabelized Muhammad said that we are all ones. And the number one through nine just represents nine ones. It just represents truth. 
It just represents one truth because that one plus nine equals 10. One plus zero breaks down to that one, that one guy. Mm-hmm. You understand me? And so when I look at that is that even if you go into ancient Egypt, one of the most famous uh, Egyptian kings is who? Who comes to mind? The one that was 14 that ruled at the time. Um, the one the one that ruled at the age of 14. I can't think of the name right now. Uh, dang, I cannot think of the name. Brother Neri talks about this particular uh, one who ruled at the age of 14 all the time. Dang, what's that name? Um, well, I, I was thinking of Tutankhamun. Who am I thinking right. about? You know, do you know who I'm thinking about? Anybody, no, anybody not- in the chat know who I'm trying to, who I'm thinking about, who ruled at a young age uh, in Egypt? Uh, yeah, King Tut. That's what. King. That's what I was thinking about. Yeah, they both, they both equally yo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, Tutankhamun. Is no, the in one- hotel. I'm sorry, in in hotel. That's who I was talking about. So, so Tutankhamun is the one you see where he got all of the gold and everything. Yeah, you know I mean. And the, the the one that's more famously shown, um, but he died at the age of nineteen, and the significance of that is Akhenaten was his father. Now, during he was alive, Akhenaten believed in one God. He enforced the one God over Egypt. Now he didn't even know he thought during the time his son was obedient. He thought his son believed in the one God as well, right? But then when his son took over, his father died. He instituted multiple gods again, and. He died at an early age, and they, you know, some would say that it has something to do with him going against his father and that, you know, that one guy that his father had instituted. And I look at that, I can look at that in many different ways, right? Because his, really his son was a disbeliever from his father. You understand me? And that kind of represents that older generation and that young generation of disobedience. And from that disobedience, you can say that brought upon his untimely death at the age of 19. And the significance of that is finding a synchronicity in that because synchronicity finds the meaning in the otherwise meaningless. And I think this is a more important part that we can understand, right? So what it does for me is it makes me a high level observer. So think about this. In order to notice a number, because I don't just spend time looking for number 19s. They, 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 I, just, I, they, I just observe them. I, I run multiple businesses. I don't have time to just be tracking down. I'm not like Jim Carrey in that movie 21. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, but when when it's revealed and it's observed, it said that in physics that the observer creates the consciousness, right? So unless we observe something, every time we observe something, we change it. So once you observe an atom, you change it into a wave particle. But depending on the lens of the observer, you can change the, the amount of wave pattern that that atom has. So that basically says that a low observer creates a low-level observation. A high-level observer creates a high-level observation. So think of it like this. If you go watch a movie like, let's say, uh, Harriet Tubman, right, you're going to view it from a high-level observer perspective, from the, from the teachers of Unbelized Muhammad, from Brother Ben perspective, from the knowledge you have. Somebody else that may just grew up, let's say, you know, just in a church or whatever, they just want to go and enjoy the movie. So they can come out with a low-level observer's perspective. Now, also, you're going to be putting meaning on things that otherwise would have been meaningless. You understand me? Because you a high level observer. Well, that's how that's how everybody was doing. Uh, Black Panther, they on the wheel. The, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, them high level observers. Yeah. But so, 
if if I look at COVID nineteen, you know, and I say, you know what, I created Crowns nineteen versus COVID nineteen, and then COVID mean Crown, and I got the Crowns nineteen. Now nobody else can create that observation. I created that observation, right? And and, and then I say, well. Okay, that means Crown 19, and then I created the EMF, and they saying it's connected to the 5G and the immune system, and I got the Crown's oil that's supposed to help unlock that pineal gland for them rusty locked minds. I'm creating high-level observations. So even when we see patterns in the universe or in reality, we see look, – look at the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He sees things that everybody don't see. He can find a synchronicity in things that you may look at it, but then when he look at it, he observing it from a completely different view mm-hmm. and observation. Because that mind pattern of that God consciousness allow you to see the truth. So that's the highest level of observation is uncovering truth, right? Being able to see through the falsehood, even if it's intuitively or almost psychically like, damn, somehow I just when I observed that I just knew what was to be uncovered there. That's a high level observer. Now, our people, that requires a lot of energy, right? A distracted mind cannot high level observe. A mind that is in constant judgment. So when I see the Honorable Minister Louis Parkon not being a judge of our people, it allows him to observe our people, right? And when you observe something, you're taking in information. It allows your mind to flow. But judgment is like blocks. Your mind can't flow into a higher consciousness when you're constantly judging things because you're giving energy instead of taking in energy. And you need, and, and if you go to Dr. Wesley's book, The Book of God, he talk about the biophoton, that the black man, you know, body is made of those biophotons and light, that the light in here, scientifically proven, can make a difference on the light outside, that you can manipulate the will of reality from the light that's inside, but that means that you literally have to have enlightenment. So only that enlightened perspective can see those high-level observations and create higher-level observations. So there's people that's going to say, well, I see 333 and 222. My question to you is, why don't you see it all the time? Why is there only sometimes? When we had 222-2020, all of a sudden people trying to find a meaning in this day. But you're supposed to find that meaning in every single day. But see, we become low-level observers the rest of the time. We just living. We're not even deliberately thinking. We're not really observing reality to find the patterns. So therefore, not everybody has a high level perspective. And so even when you study the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and you 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 integrate that with your with the your your experience and your knowledge, you come out with a perspective that's so valuable that millions of people around the world will listen to it. And they say, wow, man, I never thought of that. Why? You didn't have the time. You didn't have that high level observation. You went through the same thing. So when we have those type of thoughts, they become like God consciousness to the people and allows you to think like God for a moment. And that's why we thank people like, man, I never thought of that. Thank you. So now you thought like like when I had the thought about family, damn, you allowed me to think like God in that moment. And now I can think through my stuck pattern because I'm stuck in a rhythm. I'm stuck in a frequency. But that God consciousness is that higher frequency, that Christ consciousness. So when we look around the world at the synagogue of Satan, how hip hop is connected, you know, they, 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 they call some high level observers conspiracy theorists because they don't want you to connect dots and find meaning in things. Mm. They feel like you crazy. You understand me? Wait a minute. Why, how did this brother find all of that from observing the number 19? You understand me? How did he, why, how did you find that much meaning 
in truth and allow you to act upon that truth and execute. And I think that's the important part that people have to be understood because some people, they go into it, they be studying numbers and don't produce no numbers. <laughs> you understand me? Like, no, you got to do numbers if you go study numbers. If you go call yourself a God, then you have to produce something that shows that you are God. And so when I think about the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he showed that he was a God. But I say, okay, if the teachings of Masterful Art Muhammad is what made him a God, and he just taught what he got from Masterful Art Muhammad, then if you die and you become those teachings, then you too can become a God. But we've only seen one man take upon that mastery and that pattern of thinking. And he patterned himself after the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But not only that, what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad told the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan? And what did the Honorable Elijah Muhammad tell uh, Masfar Muhammad? And what did Minister Louis Farrakhan tell Elijah Muhammad? So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, he told Masfar Muhammad what? He said, you're the one we've been waiting for. You're the one in Scripture. He observed them. He found meaning in otherwise everybody else, they listening. But he really observed, and he brought that observation. And through that observation, and he said that he uncovered that truth. And look at what happened from that. And then the Honorable Mr. Will Farrakhan revealed to us, he said that he, what, what did he say? He told the messenger, um, he, he told the messenger something. The messenger was like, that's the greatest compliment you could ever gave me. He observed the messenger for who he was at the time. Somebody said your speech and, not, your, your, they saying your speech not clear. You starting to break up real bad. Are you able to get closer to the uh, Wi-Fi modem? You got to get that. He got to get that 1999 <laughs> Wi-Fi, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we, we got 15 hertz going. How we feeling now? How we good? Uh, I don't know. It's like over time, it started to get a little bit worse. Like, you real, you real uh, blurry now. Uh, We got somebody calling in. Peace, what, uh, what's your name and where you calling from? This is Omar. I'm calling from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. All right, Brother Keith, can you hear him on the phone? Sir. You can? Yes, sir. Okay, go ahead, Brother, with your question. Uh, well, I have two questions. They're pretty short. Uh, I'm hoping that you in 19 uh, seen this when the minister was speaking at Mount Marion his last time. Uh, the messenger said uh, in a lecture that he was giving, he said that there were two more books to come, one for, for the Orthodox, and then one for us. Did y'all see when the minister said uh, he he was about to go get a book for us? Yes, I did. He talked about going away for three years and going to study um, and bringing back a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just wondering. I was just wondering about. I, I, I thought I was one of the only ones that caught it because nobody was really bringing it up or anything like that. And you know, I thought it was a big deal. But uh, other thing is. You know, looking at all the generations of black people within the last, I'll say, 50 years, 50 to 60 years, it seems like we've been through so much, but things are moving so quick that people are forgetting, like, yo, we really just got out of the crack era. We really just got out of the gangbang era. So a lot of the people, a lot of us aren't really developed in a way where we can understand how quick things are moving. But one thing that I think that uh, would be beneficial that I guess the youth could do, and I would like if I can get an agreement on this or not, one thing that, you know, anybody that's in the nation 
the youth can do. Uh, if we understand the history and understand where everything is moving or what direction it's going and where we come from, do you think that we can kind of, is there an easier way to relay that to the youngest, uh, you know, the, the youngest generation that's coming up? And even our peers, you know, I'm, I'm, only, I'm only 23, but I just mean like our peers and whatnot, is there a way to relay what's really taking place and how all these other nations are being removed and we're slowly being, uh, you know, brought to the position where we're really supposed to have been at? Jeez. Um, I think the young people actually are ready. Um, I think sometimes we take for granted the mind that these young people have. This is a generation uh, that have a capability of like a supercomputer. You look at these young children nowadays, they interpret reality on a high level. You understand me? They're, they're super connected to their emotional intuition is what I like to call it. At a level to where I don't think previous generations was. You understand me? Now, I believe what they're missing is guidance. And what they're missing is that masculine energy for the men and, of course, for those women, them getting in touch with that feminine energy. And, you know, as, as we interpret that, that is that one and that nine coming together. That one is that masculine, that God consciousness. So the Honorable or the Master Muhammad, what he did was, for one, he went door to door, right? And he asked questions to the people as he went door to door, and he asked what they were missing. And when he found out what they missing, then it allowed him to be able to give them what they were missing. And that created that link of consciousness in their mind and sparked. And he was able to give over 25,000 names. So I say that to say this is that a lot of times we don't listen to the youth to find that one thing that they missing because you would be surprised that they have just about everything else. They primed and they ready to go. But it requires us to stop trying to tell them what they missing. You know what I mean? And to listen to find what links that allow them to connect. So I think that these require, you know, us to listen to them and then give them that guidance along the way. Because I think that they have started at a level that uh, previous generations, you know, um, took a very long time to even get to. So, yeah, I think this generation, all they need is a little guidance and they're ready to go. I think this is a very great, great young generation that is coming up in this time. And these young brothers, man, you would think that they been getting teachings for the last 40 years the way that they absorb them and they ready to just uh, execute. Hey, Keys, uh, are you able to um, download Skype on your phone and come in through the phone? I think that may be better because I, I want this call in show to be real valuable uh, and you kind of, you breaking up real bad. All right, let me see. Brother, uh, 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 brother, did that answer your question? Yes, sir. And then I got one more, if, y'all, if, if that's okay. Okay. Uh, what can we do? Like, like I said, uh, the the twenty year olds and uh, you know the ones that are kind of the youth, the the you know the ones that's really on the front line. What can we do to sort of minimize the distractions that's been put on our people, as far as you know, just all the unnecessary stuff that's being put in front of us to stop us from going to where we need to go as a people. What can we do to kind of push that out the way, you know, with all that little, you know, all this little gay stuff that they're trying to push on us, and, you know, with the Dwayne Wade and, you know, the BS. What can we do to kind of push that out the way? Um, I know the Honorable Elijah Muhammad talks about ignoring the devil. In fact, he said he'll have us so smart 
that they'll be wrapped around our pinky finger or our finger, and we wouldn't even know that they was there. So I think the way that we do it is by creating our own content. If we don't want people consumed by hip-hop of Atlanta, then where is your nation, uh, 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 nation of Islam of Atlanta? Where is your young soldier in the ranks of Atlanta? Where is your young MGT, young FOY of Atlanta or Florida, whatever the case may be? So I say all the time, you know, we'd be upset that our youth and our people are watching these different influencers. They're watching rappers. They're being influenced by these different people. But you got to give them something else to choose from on the shelf. See, it's easy for me to go to Whole Foods and say, or, you know, maybe a place that got healthy food and junk food and say, hey, man, I think it's better for you to eat this healthy food over here. But if he goes to the store and all he sees is junk food, how, who am I to get mad at him when, there, when there's no healthy foods in there? Not only is there no healthy foods in there, but I didn't put none in there. I didn't offer to put none in there. And I didn't build my own grocery store or my own e-commerce store or something to offer them something different. So the most honorable Elijah Muhammad said this. He says, uh, my bad, let me, get, let me get keys in here through this way. Uh, this is one second. This is a lot better, but for some reason it's real loud. It's loud. Hold on. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, it was on a computer. Dang, we should have been going loud like this the whole time. You a lot clearer. Dang, <laughs> man. We'll do it again though. But uh, brother, uh, the Ambalaj Muhammad said you never have to condemn a dirty glass. Just put a clean one next to it. So if we want our people to choose different, all we have to do is be a good example. I talked to a brother in the streets one time who was a rapper. He says, the reason I'm rapping what I'm rapping about, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because I'm influenced by the streets. The so-called business people, they didn't have enough time for me. They didn't have enough time to come talk to me. The, 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 uh, the brother that was selling drugs, they paid me to wash their cars and stuff. I see the force and power of these people. If we know that a God is a being who exercises force and power, and by nature, that's who we are, then by nature, that's what we're going to gravitate to. So it's, it's no coincidence that, that they're gravitating to the rappers. It's no coincidence that they're gravitating to uh, 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 being an athlete because this athlete exercising force and power. The rappers exercising force and power. If they want to get something done, they got the means to get it done. So those of us who say we got the knowledge itself, those of us who got the supreme wisdom, we must learn to use this mathematics, which is Islam, to create heaven and get some benefits while we live. That's money, luxury, good homes, friendship of all walks of life. And I guarantee you the more uh, better example we are, they'll stop watching that. They'll be tuned in to 19 Keys, Reason Islam. They'll be tuned in to Dr. Wesley, doing the math. They'll be tuned in to Nuri Muhammad, yourself, myself, once we start to uh, go out there and create content. So I think of it like this because I play basketball. If you got God against the devil, we can't just keep playing defense. We got to play some offense. We got to score some points. So if we just continue to just say, oh, they got this. Oh, they got that. Our mission is to usher into the kingdom of heaven on earth. So we can't keep saying they got bad schools and then we don't think about a way to build our own school. It may not be physical. Because when I went to school, I don't give a damn how big the school was. I only sat in one seat. I only sat in one room. I don't care if I'm learning from the internet. We need an online academy. The minister said that actually. He said, think about it. If we had our own online academy and then we got our own curriculum. Now we beating them at their game. 
See what I'm saying? So we still reaching our you. We still reaching our people. So whatever we're complaining about, we got to build something to oppose that. That's how we bring down Satan's world, in my opinion. Mm. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, it's good seeing both of y'all on tonight. I'll be tuning into the next one that y'all do. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Peace. Anybody else want to call in, brother Keys? Uh, bring your bring your phone down just a little bit so we can see. You know, I wanted to say something um, about that million man march um, at that time. You know, that, that 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 was for, you know, black men. It brought two million black men together. And, you know, man is logic. It was for that point of atonement, you know, and, 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 and that was an interesting energy. And then we fast forward to 2019, January 19th, and what they have on those same steps. They had the Women's March. Mm. And so the time that we living in, because that was a very conscious time, right, for that logic mind, but now... As we talk about the rise of the woman, it's really the interpretation of these times and the signs that we have to get to because it represents that subconscious time that we in, right? Not being Muslims and toning on a conscious level, but a subconscious level, which does look like us dealing with our women, you know what I mean, at a higher scale. And that's why you see things like the Me Too movement and all of these things surrounding sexual assault starting to happen. Because it goes into the protection mm-hmm. of that woman if you really want a society to rise. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand that none of these dates are by accident. You, you don't just have that type of synchronicity in, in the year 2019. And they say that uh, slavery in this, we know that it didn't start. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, we know that it started in 1555 and there was the hit in 75 years or uh, 65 years. 64, oh, I think. 64, yeah, there you go. 64 million dollar question. But um, 1619 is when they said it started. They said the Jubilee year was 19, uh, 2019. You understand me? And even when you look at some of the brothers that we know, Marcus Garvey started his Black Star line with in 1919, and then we had the beginning of Black Wall Street started in 1919. And so there was some curses that were broke. Even if you look at Jay, Jay Morrison starting that um, crowdfunding group. That was the first time it was done in a hundred years. You understand me? There was a, a few things that was broken in uh, 2019 that really changed our reality. And that's why I told everybody that was the year of the keys. Like if you weren't ready in 2019, you won't be ready in 2020. And what precedes 2020 vision, you got to get past 19 to see what the 20 is to see things clearly. So right now we in that point in time that everybody was supposed to prepare for. Those keys were given, but if it's time for the black man to rise and it's the end of their world, you understand me? Because when I talked about that Cronus complex in, in Father Time, then we're talking about the end of time. You understand me? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad talked about the theology of time. But time in, in, in the world, we're not talking about the black man is dying, his time is up. When we say that the world is over, we're not talking about the planet is over, we right. said the world. And so when you understand that, we are at the end of times. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game 
and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Peace. Because that comes from white patriarchal intellect. That comes from the white man's mind. And this is the ending of the white man's mind. That's why he's coming with artificial intelligence. It's his greatest trick. Now, when we go to artificial, right, we go to the single digit number one. The numerical value of A is one. The numerical value of I is nine. So there's more to be uncovered there when you understand that. And, and they say they trying to mess with a brother's DNA. You understand me with these new vaccines. And what is DNA when you come down to that numerical value, brother? <laughs> <laughs> brother, I could do this all day, brother. I'm just saying, brother, it's a lot of 19 keys to unlock our people. But listen, serious note, that, that, that number 19, man, and those 19 keys of our people yet become enlightened. The goal of all of the prophets and messengers was to enlighten the people, to give you that light. And if you become that high level observer, that critical thinker, that mathematical thinker, because Manitaneta said that you will be ruled by the people who know mathematics. You understand me now? If you got that mathematical mind, Unobliged Muhammad said, study um, calculus. So what is calculus? Calculus is the, 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 the uh, study of constant change, studying the rate of constant change. Who do we know are the mathematicians of the world? The Asians, the Chinese, they running the world right now. Who is America at war with right now? They're in a trade war with China because they're the mathematicians of the world. They figured out 5G before anybody. You understand me? They have the system already rolled out. We were America's greatest uh, uh, mind power, the black man in America. There will be no iPhone without black people. There's no TV without black people. There's no light bulbs without black people. So with us not participating and lending our collective energy, then they have to go to an artificial source because only an artificial man can create an artificial God, and that's his AI, which is why he creates artificial foods, artificial insemination, artificial intelligence. You understand me? And so you really start to uncover and see the way reality is built, but then in that same possession, it's up to you to have that organic 19 mind. And so when these young men, people, minds are balanced with that masculine and feminine energy and everybody's walking around, because I call myself 19 keys, right? But I'm a, just a, uh, you have a key. You, 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 you BNX keys. You know what I'm talking about? Because of the keys you use, you might use Farrakhan keys in the way that you interpret it. I might go about finding that number 19 to find knowledge and information and my way of executing. But everybody is a key and each one unlocks one the same way we say, each one sharpens one. So we have to get to that point to ask, what are the keys do I have that I can add to the world to help unlock the collective mindset of our people? And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says, study color, music, and medicine. And the way you understand and you put those things together. Now, my father always told me, you know, you, you, you rob a man by giving him all the answers because you don't allow him to go through that same uh, uh, process uh, um, that you've gained from when you went and did that research. And you, it's like, if you tell somebody what the teachings mean, it don't mean anything to them. But if they go through that discovery process, they go deep into them, then like Dr. Wesley said to us, 
that's them going through that snake pit. So now they get to go through that pressure themselves and it allows them to become that, that diamond. So a lot of things aren't meant to be revealed in public to people. It's meant to give you a paradigma, which is basically giving you, um, uh, 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 providing you enough information to where you can make your own conclusion. But the goal is not to think for you, it's to give you enough information to where you can become a high level observer in the world. And I use you as an example, Mayweather as an example once. And I was talking about how, you know, there's been a lot of Muslims before you, Brother Ben. A lot of Muslims. But none of them have cataloged and created, utilized technology the way you did when you got the teachings. And so you observe something. And once you observe something that was of a value, you was able to execute on that, right? You didn't just get the teachings and be like, okay, I'm going to just stick with the beginning of this and, 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 you know, just get in the ranks a little bit. No, you started to put it on YouTube. You took your expertise and your skill sets because of what you observed. You collected that data. You had enough information to start moving forward. And a lot of people, they be stuck with the information they have. They're in that questioning phase. What the honorable... Elijah Muhammad said, and one of Muhammad speaks five calls uh, a newspaper. He said, "Focus on big business. Don't focus on the initiates, because if you focus on initiates, then everybody's at the beginning. And sometimes it make it easier for a person to focus on the beginning because they know that information so well mm. that it can make them seem like, oh, look, I'm good at this. I'm past you. Look, I know this. I can preach this. I can do this. No, what the messenger do when he got the teachings? He built big business." He said, get you an assistant, get you brothers that have know-how. That's going to push you to go further. When he told the, he gave those ministers that story that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan tell, that he told them something, and he told them, go out there, tell me what that meant, and bring it back to me, basically. I'm, I'm, I'm summarizing. And everybody came, they gave him basically verbatim. Oh, it was this. And then it comes to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, and he took it a little further. And so, that to me is kind of how the teachings are. You have to make it into your own understanding. If you don't, you have to become the teachings and interpret it in a way that you understand it. Otherwise, it's just memorization techniques. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had the ability to teach to a third grader because he only had a third grade education. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the big fancy scholastic words, but he took that information and you can tell when he started to understand it even on a deeper level from my interpretation is through the geology of time. And when we really ready and we really study that book, then, you know, and, and, and you learn the knowledge of God, as the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan talks about, that knowledge of God, that's all we need. And so, yeah, Jesus is that key to interpreting and understanding that knowledge of God. And I'm going to leave you with this last key, right? Because I talked about this before. The family. Right, because the number 19 also deals with the family. Because Nipsey Hussle, when he was 19, he said that's when he became conscious and understood the importance of family and the aspects of eating times and things of that nature. But when you talk about the family, they had the documentary on Netflix. And in that documentary, they utilized Jesus. So they stripped the Bible. They just got everything that deal with when Jesus was speaking in his life story. And that was the only thing that they focused on. And they stripped it into a little pamphlet. They went all around the world and they met with all of the leaders, whoever it is, and they utilized Jesus. 
they'd be like, do it. Jesus would do this. Jesus would say this. And they didn't care if you was a terrorist. As long as you was a leadership position, they believe that you were destined. You're supposed to be in that leadership position. And they want to work with you because you have power over the sheep. And so they started from 19 businessmen. And their, their goal was to find key men across the planet. And to this day, every president has to go to their prayer breakfast where they orchestrate their agendas. And I thought about that. I said, wow, they're using Jesus as a key. Mm. They're using his consciousness to go around the world and gain power. And we've been so busy worshiping Jesus as a people in Christianity that we never knew Jesus in, in, in Christ consciousness and how to utilize that mind in order to produce change. Peace, can you turn us down in the background, please? Turn us down in the background, listen just from the phone. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, can you turn us all the way down in the background? I'm a Mr. Content. No, you're you're live. You have to you have to speak to us live. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's your name? Where you calling from? My name is three forty three. I'm calling from Philadelphia. How you doing? What's your question? Um, I had a question. I saw him earlier, he was talking to Say it again. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Hello? Are you there? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I was saying, what did you say? My name is 343. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm calling from Philadelphia. Got you. What's your question? Um, I saw 19 Keys on Nehemiah's live earlier today. Mm-hmm. And he was st- huh? Oh, so my question is If somebody is interested in speaking with him personally How are we able to get in contact with him Just to try to expand or further You know, our own individual knowledge Because he is dropping a lot of jewels today from earlier up until now, you just pushing through. So you are very impactful. So I think that if somebody is able to, like, I just start following you on Instagram. Shout out to you and Brother Benek. But let me tell you, when you um, hold in on everybody is equal in number one, do you know that 343 equal one? Mm, I didn't know that. That is so deep. Like, so you really were speaking to me today. I just wanted to call in, shout you out, tell you that it would be good to just try to obtain additional information to see how, you know, we all can connect and try to combat what's going on in today's society because a lot of people are just a part of the uneducated race. And it's not, it's just by default. So basically you're looking for, you I'm know, not talking so how to book a consultation with Keys? Correct. And I'm not looking for a man for the person in the comments because I already got one. So mind your business. <laughs> okay, Keith, how, how do they book a consultation? The, the link is in my bio um, on my Instagram. Um, you can go in there and schedule a consultation, uh, 30 minutes to an hour. 
Um, and um, yes, you will fill out the intake form and we can move forward from there. But thank you, sister. I appreciate your observation. Did you hear that, sis? You're welcome. Yeah, I heard you. All right. Was that thank it? you. Was that it? Was that your only uh, question? Oh, yes. I have a lot of just up and coming, just personal endeavors that I'm embarking upon. So just getting from, again, the transition from earlier today up until now, I feel like he will be able to just assist in that process. So it's deeper than people. You know, oh, no, no, no. I was talking about was that your only question for the show? Oh, yeah, that's my only question. Oh, OK. All right. Since you have a blacktastic night. Likewise. Take right. care. All right, anybody else want to call in? We'll do one more call in. Uh, we'll do one more. Uh, here's the number right there in the uh, in the comment section. If anybody else wants to call in, I've seen a couple of people pressing three earlier. So we'll do one more call, and then we'll get out of here. Make sure you follow the brother at uh, at 19 underscore, underscore keys on Instagram. Uh, what products do you have while we let this last person call in? What What products and services do you have? Um, you know, we have the crowns that are the EMF crowns, um, that I'm famously known for. Um, we also, I have a book. I have two books, actually. One is Paradigm Keys, Solution-Based Mind Reprogramming. And then I also have a new book that is soon to drop this week called The 19 Seeds of Content. And those are my monetization secrets to a content creation that you can utilize as your Bible to move forward. Um, we also have the market, the, um, the market keys, which is teaching you about the stock market and how to trade. Uh, <clears throat> the group that we just put out, that group is, I think, I think we only have one slot left or two slots left. Um, so click the link in the bio. You can be a part of that. Uh, like the good sister said, you can you can definitely get you a consultation and tap in with me if you need personal one on one insights. Um, I do branding, uh, business development. Um, product development, uh, designing, a multitude of different things that I'm, I'm good at. And you can also book me to speak. Um, you click the link in the bio, and that's when this global pandemic is over, of course. All right. Uh, caller, what's your name and where you're calling from? Welcome to the Brother Ben X Podcast. Hello, this is Sister Kathy out of Cali. Yes, ma'am. How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be able to hear this, uh, this transmission you guys are doing. Um, I believe everything that you guys said. Um, the biggest thing is this education. I think that this is a time in history that we've never seen before. For black people all over the world to speak to each other. For black people all through the United States to be able to hear and communicate like we are now has never happened. Ever. Ever, ever. They've done everything to keep us from assembly. So... Now that we're here in our homes and many people are out of jobs, everything's going to be shuffled around. Um, I've come up with ideas for masks. I've already designed it. I've already made a product. It's already sitting here. How to get it to the public and Governor Cuomo and whoever's asking for them, I got them. Um, at least the prototype. Then I thought of a new whole way to do funerals. Italy's sitting there with Mortuary, I mean, our mortuary is full, cemetery is full, church is full. I have an idea for new services. So, all brand new from the corona. <laughs> Three, th two things I thought of already from the corona. So, the third thing, how do we teach? How do we connect? 
I've been disabled for a long time. I can't go into a classroom. But I'm totally trained. Went to CSULA. So my major was early childhood education, up to the fifth, five years old. A lead teacher for Head Start. I want kids. I would love to have kids. And to be able to connect, like I'm doing now with my grandson on uh, FaceTime, that was unheard of. I couldn't do that. I'm teaching him how to do his writing now. We're working on handwriting. Beautiful. So how can we really put this together with all these unemployed teachers and immunizations looking at us in the face? Stand your ground teachers with guns in the school. What else do we need to tell us that we're not wanted? Betsy DeVos is totally trying to privatize with these white churches in this charter stuff that uh, roly-poly was publicizing. No, we need to really come up with something and what you said was hot. How so, do we do it so your, so online? Your, so your ultimate question is how to actually uh, teach the youth um, and connect with them um, in, your, in your type of condition, correct? Well, not just that. Here I have the prototype for the mask. Governor Cuomo said, I'll pay anything. I called down there trying to get through. There's no line. There's no hotline to answer the man. I've had it for five days. I've had it. Uh, so these ideas that we get that are black intellectual ideas, we have nowhere to take them. Right now, the so can you, can patent you, can office you, is even closed. Can you try to There's an opportunity here can you, and the teaching. Yes. Can, you, can you summarize your, your it sounds like a two-part question. Can you summarize the two-part question? What I heard from you was that Brother Keys said that they went door to door to get what we need. What do the kids need? Well, I'm saying what the old folks need. We need, because we're not going to be able to figure out websites and this and that. And I barely just learned how to how to do a like on YouTube. So there's probably a whole lot of people my age don't even know how to make a comment on YouTube. But they're sitting there with multi-million dollar ideas. Um, my other one is the funeral, the whole funeral service thing. I got a bomb idea for that because it's going to have to change. I, I think, I think so, the yeah. answer to this problem is mindset. Because me nor 19 keys at our young age knew nothing about social media until we learned it. Um, me okay. at the age of 20 something, 16, whenever I learned, I didn't learn how to drive until I was taught how to drive. I didn't learn how to work YouTube, do likes, comment, share, inbox until I learned how to do it. So the first thing needs to be done is to remove the limited belief or self-doubt mindset. I hear so many elders say I'm too old for social media, but that's that's a belief. That's a made up thought in your own mind. There's a brother named the elder right now on YouTube who does a lot of videos and he has a lot of subscribers and he's like in, in, in his, yeah, brother Bobby, he's like in his 60s and 70s. So how is mm -hmm. it that social media isn't for older people and he's able to do it? He taught himself how to do it or somebody taught him how to do it. The same way we learn how to do everything else. So if you don't know how to do it, we can either go to YouTube and learn how to do it for free. Or you can take a coaching class, which I have, where somebody can literally take you step by step on how to actually do it. When it comes to teaching children and education, 
social media is a perfect way to do this. We don't need their schools anymore at this point with the power yeah. of social media. Every YouTuber or every youth is on social media. Matter of fact, while they're in class, they're on social media. They're pulling up 19 Keys video. They're pulling up Reza Islam video. When we, when we went over as the shifters over to Virgin Islands, I was surprised to know that those young people over there was tuned in to us. They was watching us on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube. So if your knowledge is powerful and impactful, like you say, then put it out there and let that attract the youth and stop saying that, you know, the youth, the, the elders can't do this. Because once we begin to say what you can't do and you an elder and you're somebody who's teaching me subconsciously, indirectly, we're putting that into the children. You can't do this yeah. because of a certain age. You can't do this because of a certain whatever the case may be, gender. And when you look at the word education, the root word, it comes from Latin, educe. It means to draw out. So what we're supposed to be doing is just looking at the children and see how magnificent and beautiful they already are and coach them and draw that up out of them instead of just forcing something within them. And how I tie that yeah. in with the scripture is when Jesus saw Peter, Peter was fishing. He didn't say, Peter, I want you to be something else that you're not already doing. He said, I'm just going to make you a fisherman. He developed and cultivated what he was already good at. So we have to study the youth. We have to study why they're on TikTok. We have to study why they watch certain videos. We got to understand why they want to be rappers, why they want to be athletes. And then we tie in our knowledge that we have, which is good, but then we attach it and talk to them in their language. That's how we're going to be successful. It talks about in the Supreme Wisdom by speaking the language of the people. Well, the language of the people is the language of the youth in this particular section. So I think that will be the answer to that question. You learning about social media, removing any doubt about social media because we're older and then reaching out to them and showing them how powerful it really is by first you being an example. And since they may not be able to relate to you because you're a lot older, whoever your nephew is, whoever you are teaching right now, put them out there and say, hey, look at what I'm doing. Go check out the interview I just did with Brother Billionaire PA. He said he's 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 doing some coaching for 12-year-olds, 13-year-olds, and 14-year-olds, but he linked them up with uh, 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 Spurgo. Spurgo is 13. Spurgo is on his stuff. He's on business. So he put him in front of a he put them in front of a mentor that they can relate to. But Spurgo got the knowledge that he's receiving from Brother Billionaire PA. So we got to be strategic in this thing. So there's several ways that we can do it. But before we do it, we cannot go in thinking that I can't do this. I can't do that. Coming from a place of lack, coming uh, from a place of doubt, because we're going to defeat ourselves, not the youth. We're going to defeat ourselves. Well, but, yeah, I understand what you said. Brother Keys, you got anything on that, Keys? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, self-education is the new Harvard. You know, we are living in a new time to where everything's been digitized and revolutionized. Either, you know, a person can try to walk you through the reality and where we currently stand, but technology is only going to continue to increase. So that's the new language that you have to learn because I always say every level of consciousness comes with a new language. So if you are stuck thinking about these tools the same way when it was in the age of when you was a child and you had to go through technical learning with somebody telling you what to do, what's the next step. That's not how we're learning today. You almost have to be rebellious and break that chain of pattern of thinking and go about figuring how you can utilize these tools in a way that, that normally are not done in an abstract manner. So, however, you have to be thankful for one. Think of it like this. 
Facebook was started when Mark Zuckerberg was 19 years old, right? And he created a tool that allowed black people all around the planet Earth to connect with each other and have conversation. To where I, I, I believe that I, 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 what was it? I might have first seen Brother Ben on Facebook or something of that nature, even though I know that they own Instagram now. So, for one, gratitude is a strategy of winning a war in life when you're just grateful for the tools that exist today. And then you go about learning how to use those tools so that you can adapt and have success in your reality because they make us way more effective than we ever would have been. So, yeah, we can spend time complaining about the devil's world. But then God created tools that we can utilize because even during the time after the Million Man March, when they tried to silence the minister, guess what? He was able to make a comeback through social media. Mm, not yeah. a comeback, not like he never left, but I'm saying he hit the ground running. He said and social media took him out of that prison that he was in. Yeah, and, and, and social media was started in the same year of the Million Man March. And that's what most people don't even know when you understand the synchronicities. So it's beautiful that these tools exist and we have to stop living in an ice age. You know what I mean? When that's been thawed out and we're in a whole new industrial age and it's called technology. Okay. I agree with that. I have two statements. Go ahead. Yes, man. I have two statements. One, I'm looking at it from a place that time is most of my life is over. If I had, if I started at 19 learning tech, I have 20, 40, 50 years to do it. I think what you're hearing from old people. How old are you? At, at least for me, I feel like my how, brain's going to be formaldehyded. How, how old are you? Anytime. How old are you? So, so, so the, the fact how, that we how, think how that how, could be can, so close. Can you hear me? Barely. How, how how old are you at this point? I'm 63, but I've got more than three chronic ailments that, like, if I go to the hospital, they'll just pull the plug on me. They're not even going to think about any value I might have. So, so uh, I, I have these chronic illnesses. I'm actually isolating from everybody right now because of them. I'm glad there's a, a this thing here in California. Most people are not observing. But... What, I, what I'm saying is that when you've been told by the doctor that if, if X, Y, and Z is going to fall over and die, and, you know, I, you know, it's past time to change the diet, that can help live a little longer. But even that, the diet and all this other stuff, we're living in a part where you really can't afford anything but, a, but the most horrible food. I know better, but I can't buy better. Now, the second part is I was just telling you where that fear is coming from about being told, learn it. See, we don't have time to learn it. We might, we might not. We don't know. We don't know. So I am working with what I have. Can I you know, ask I'm you, working with I, what I have. Can I ask you the a next, question? The next thing, real quick, and then what I'm hearing still is do it on an individual basis. When we're supposed to be figuring unity. So let's say that the nation of Islam, because I did send my little daughter when I was in L.A. to an NOI school. So there's a, there's a foundation there that's already organized. The, the fact that you had mentioned uh, NOI, NOI online teaching, I could plug right into that if it was set up. That's what I was trying to get at. Sure, I can learn it. I have that capability. I know I do. I am learning it. I have learned a lot. And right now, I'm trying to put up a website 
two, actually three of them, and I'm going to learn, and I'm learning from you. You're right, I do. So now what are you going to say? My, my, as as I can. my question ahead. is, how long have you had these Ill, uh, these illnesses? Um, I just found out about uh, two of them uh, last, well, probably within the last six months. And I've been pedaling as fast as I can, trying to teach my kids some of the recipes that I, because I, I do, I do a pain cream for arthritis and fibromyalgia that's not out on the market yet. So, you so, know, what's, what's, the, what's the problem with that? Patents. So, Patents. So six, so six so, months, so six months is how long you've had these, um, these illnesses. Um, do you work? I've been working, do you, on, do you, do I've been working on my pain rub, getting it out to the public and perfecting it for eight years. I listen to Damon Jones. I'm using his pattern. Like you said, leadership. I'm following the leadership I do have, which is him starting from the ground on a business. You, I've listened to tech talks. I've done as much as I can studying. Um, now I have to teach myself Excel. I have to teach myself the Internet. I have to teach myself how to have a YouTube channel. I have to teach myself how to start. Do you Do you have you know? a job? No, I told you I'm disabled. Right. I have a business. I have a business that I've been slowly peddling, at, you know, that too. I have 100 jars that need to be filled now. I got My a, hip hurts so bad I'm not doing nothing. I got a solution Go for you. <laughs> Instead of thinking about all the different things you have to do, what happens is when you have so many things that you're thinking about, which is kind of like what you were just saying, they got the YouTube, I got to do the website, I got to learn this, I got to do that. Your mind is overwhelmed. And what's, what's, that, what's that's called is over-analysis paralysis. When you got so many things you got to do that you get nothing done at all. But if you practice this, this, te this uh, technique called chunking, or you do one thing at a time, I guarantee you, you would be more successful or more productive with your time um, than you have been. If you think about the last six months, if for one month you learn YouTube, every single, I'm not talking about I'm doing, I'm going to do an hour. If you don't have a job and you got time, if yeah. you said for three hours today, this whole week, I'm going to learn YouTube. One day, Monday, I'm going to learn about how to like. Tuesday, I'm going to learn about how to share. Wednesday, I'm going to learn, I'm just doing all up, how to upload. Thursday, I'm going to learn how to comment. Friday, I'm going to learn search engine optimization. That's all one week. Now, I'm going to do the whole three weeks, I'm going to do the same thing again. That's one month. Okay, month number two, we're doing straight Facebook. Day number one, how to inbox. Day number two, how to like. Day number three, how to share. Day number five, how to upload. Day number six, how to post a picture, how to post a video. Week number three, four, or five, I'm going to do it all again. Okay, number three, I'm going to learn how to do LinkedIn. I'm going to learn how to do Instagram, how to DM, how to comment, what is hashtags, how to upload a quote. So if we look at your last six months, if you would have took one month on each particular social media platform, you can you ain't even gotta buy a course if you don't want to do that. You can go literally on Google and YouTube and learn how to do it. And today when you called in, you would have learned how to do it. Matter of fact, from this day forward, for the next three months, if you apply that plan I just gave you, by the time you get to three months, you're gonna know how to do YouTube, you're gonna learn how to do Facebook. 
you're going to learn how to do Instagram. But it's all based on where you're going to put your energy. If your energy is, I got to do website, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do that. You're giving little effort to many things and you're getting nothing done. But if you give all of that energy, all of that thought, all of that force to YouTube, this month is just all YouTube. Next month is all Instagram. Next month is all Facebook. Whatever the case may be, I guarantee you in three months, probably less than three months, you will know everything that you just told me today you don't know. And now you know why I watch the Brother Ben X show. For leadership, in that six months, I put out, uh, I put out my lotion, my sugar scrub. Uh, I put out, I actually have two shelves in a smoke shop. And now I have a connection to the 88 cent store and to a pharmacy to put some of my things out. But you're right. I still am wasting time. Even though I did and made those accomplishments, the way that you just laid that out, you made me feel confident enough that in three months I should have this down. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, like you said, all, all over the place. And with that fear of death and not enough time, but the way you put that, Yes, I can do this now. Praise I can do this. Well, this. well, this is what I want you to do for me. Since I just did that for you, this is what yeah. I want you to do for me. Today is today is um, March 25th. Which platform are you starting with? I will. Well, I got pretty good on YouTube so far. And I have a little bit of YouTube material that I didn't even used to know was collected. I have 11 subscribers. <laughs> I didn't even know I was there. So which, mm. which platform are you going to start with? I, I, I think YouTube. I think I'd be the most effective. I could I could teach a lot of things, whether it's the flute, flute lessons, teaching little kids writing. I could do a lot on YouTube with my teaching. So this is, what, what, this is what I want you to do. Today is March 25th. I want you to go on YouTube for the next two to three days. And all I want you to do is look at tutorials, how to use YouTube tutorial, how to use YouTube in 2020, how to do this on YouTube in 2020, how to do that in 2020. I want you to call into my show April 25th, and I want you to teach people how to use YouTube. I'm going to ask you to show us how to comment how to share videos. I want to ask you what is SEO, which is search engine optimization. So if you don't know what that is, write it down or go back and listen to this. I need you to teach on what is search engine optimization, how to monetize your YouTube. I want you to tell us what is the requirements to be monetized on YouTube. You got one month to call back in and teach us about YouTube. Can you do that for me since I did that for you? I will. I will. Will you do me a favor? What's Possibly. That? Would you would you ask someone from uh, who you know in the F, uh, in NOI who would be interested in, in working with teachers that would be willing to come on that platform and do lessons or however, whatever. How about this? I mean, How about this? In one month, if you can teach us about YouTube. You got a whole month to go through everything. If you do well in teaching us about YouTube, you will be on the platform and I'll let you promote and, and say whatever you want to say. Okay. Deal. All right. Thank you, brother. Brother Keys, you just came out with stuff in a heartbeat that just, it just lit my whole spirit up. 
uh, knowing that there's, because I didn't understand why I was having problems with certain people being low-level thinkers. They're not digging um, into the same way of thinking, questioning, asking, uh, and only getting information from the European uh, uh, places for, to be, you know, educated. Um, I had some of the things you're saying I had never heard before. And I wouldn't have heard what I've learned from brother, if I wouldn't have started tuning into Brother Ben X, I think it's about a year now, I wouldn't have heard the old uh, uh, teachings of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. I appreciate all of you, Riza, and this just being introduced to you, the man that was on yesterday. All of it was brilliant, just brilliant and, uh, and uh, stimulating. And um, I'll tell you, it makes me get up off my butt. I do. I produce more since I heard I was a god. I'm a god. I can do anything as a creator. I can create, create, create. And I love you guys for that. Thank you. Praise you brought be a to lot Allah. of life to me. Praise be to Allah. Do you have a pen or can you remember my email, brotherbenx at gmail.com? Yes. All right. Send me an email to brotherbenx at gmail.com. And uh, I want to bring you back on in one month. Uh, April 25th. All right. All right. Peace All be right. with you guys. Peace. Thank you. All right. Peace now. All right, Keys. I know you probably got to get out of here, man. You've been on here about two hours, man. <laughs> Go ahead and close out, uh, you know, whatever closing words you have for the show today. Um, <clears throat> first of all, I want to thank you for having me on your platform. Um, and I want to caution everybody during this time to take this time very serious. Uh, I know that there's a lot going on in the social media world, in the news media world that provokes and promotes fear and, quite frankly, a lot of conspiracy. Um, it is up to you to protect your mind during this time because you're going to need all of the thinking energy that you can to execute in what I like to call this new America. Because things definitely won't be the same when you go and uh, you waiting for them to let you out your house and you waiting for them to give you some freedom. At this particular stage, anytime something that happens across the entire planet Earth, you understand me, globally, the world is not the same because it's consciousness that shifts the planet. And so where we at right now, I want you to not be wasting time. And a lot of you all really just figured out who you were at this particular stage in time. You had a whole reset button on your life to where you was like, you know what, if I just had that time away from work, I'll get this book done. If I just had this time away from work, I'll write this movie script. If I just had this time, you know what I mean, to myself, I can get all of these things done. But now you have that time and you're not getting them done. And so you just realize that your habits are that of a procrastinator. Right. It is your habits that's producing your failure because now you have the time and it eliminates your excuses. So as you think about the overindulgence and the escapism culture, you have to now start to take accountability and responsibility over your own life because you have the time to get it done. Do not be sitting there waiting for the government because you panicked, bought, bought, went over your budget, and now you can't wait for them to give you a bailout. That's not the way it's going to work. And we had since the 2008 recession to prepare for this recession. We had since 19 years earlier during 9-11 to prepare for this particular emergency that we're in today. So when we think about that, We've had the time, but we've been wasting it. So waste no more, man, and be in the present mindset to say that, all right, it don't take 21 days to make a habit. It's the day you start and the day you don't quit. And the only difference between those who start and quit 
is having discipline over yourself. Yes, sir, man. Well, I appreciate you, brother, for coming in as always. May Allah bless you with success and continue to rise. Y'all go check our brother 19 Keys on Instagram, uh, 19 underscore, underscore Keys. As-salamu alaykum. Salam, God. Peace. Man, that was a great interview, man. If y'all didn't learn anything in this bad boy, you better go back and check this bad boy out. Man, that brother dropped them keys, didn't he? He dropped that signs, man. Shoot. Go back over it. Take notes. Look up what he was saying. Look up the events. Look up the dates. Look up the situations. And um, get in tune with the knowledge itself, man. You know, here's another student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. It's just amazing to see people in all different routes. Everybody got their own little little way that they go, man. But the teachings being the root it's powerful, man. It, it, it is truly powerful. So I thank everybody for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure that you also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. So if you got an Apple iPhone, go to your Apple Podcasts and type in Brother Ben X Podcast in the audio. It'll be up there. You can listen to it anytime. All the other interviews, I got over 115 episodes. Go check them out, man. There's so much powerful information in there for you guys. And if you guys would like to support me, uh, you can do so via Cash App, dollar sign, Brother Ben X. If you want to support me, you can go to Cash App and support uh, at dollar sign, Brother Ben X. And as long as you guys keep supporting me, well, I ain't even going to say that. I'm going to do my thing whether y'all support me or not. But I'm going to continue to bring guests on to bring you guys value. Like Brother 19 Keys said, it's quarantine time. If you're black and from the Southern, we've been saying, what is our, I say quarantine. Okay, we've been quarantining. and you've been asking for time. You said you've been too busy on your job. You've been too busy for work. The same plan I gave that sister, do one thing at a time. I said to myself one time, bro, I said if I would have took the last 200 days of my life and studied what I say that I don't know right now, I would probably be a master at it. I will probably be a master at it. If I don't know nothing about taxes, if I had the will to learn it, if I took the next 180 days, I would know it. If I don't know nothing about credit, if I took the next 100 days and said every single day I'm finna learn something new, in 100 days, bro, you gonna know what you're talking about. Life is that simple, man. It's just our will. So don't talk about what we aren't able to do. Talk about what we're not willing to do. So with that being said, I thank everybody for listening to the Brother Ben X podcast. Y'all have a blacktastic night. As-salamu alaykum. Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS Tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS Tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS Tribe, go to www. What is abstribe.com? www.whatisabstribe.com.